episode five. Oh my Timothy! Tesco Mobile from a roaring boy now lost. His deprivation has left him utterly alone by turns. First empty, then cross. Feckless, friendless, reckless. No matter the provocation, it seems his mother couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. Hello? Well, you're allergic. What time is it? Give your Auntie Bernie a call. She'll be on a lunch. Morning. And in this case, I mean the following. Both dawn chasing the night away and a life of deep, endless sorrowing. Our chief concern is in his room on a Zoom and knows his life to be imploding and soon. And the only thing that's keeping him aloft on this coastal shelf are the lofty lies that he repeatedly tells himself. He's lied so long it can no longer distinguish the truth within him. A self-deception riddling around like a lizard in a tin. But the reckoning is coming, pushed soon to become shove. Because when a man loses self-respect, he ceases to love. His invention, the Jenga of lies, a construction. For if a man speaks mere portions of deception, he becomes the architect of his own destruction. Jason and I, uh, well, we actually we call him the Flem, um, went down to Santorini last year. Um, it was like this sort of vegan communist fashion show that his mum had paid for. It was sort of, it was, I mean, it was amazeballs. Um, I apologise to some labourers this morning for the Industrial Revolution and, and the advent of... Uh, pig iron and capitalism, you know. Uh, what's pig iron? Oh, pig iron. So, uh, essentially, an intermediate product of the iron industry, which is obtained uh, smelting in a, a blast furnace. It, its high carbon content allowed it to be used for, you know, bridges and uh, other applications to really further the industrial revolution, particularly in the early period. Ah, yes, the multi-spindle spinning frame, yes. Spinning Jenny um, was certainly one of the key developments in the industrialisation of textile manufacturing uh, during the early Industrial Revolution. 64, 65, I think, by um, James Hargreaves in, in Stanhill in Lancashire. It, it essentially reduced the amount of work needed to produce cloth uh, with you know fewer workers and, uh, again, pushed on capitalism. Well, look, I've, I've got to go. I'm uh, quite busy. Okay. Ciao. Ciao, Gara. Bye. Two more communications and then we can start this episode proper. 
My chief concern now, how this guy maintains the disguise of a salty seaside copper. Hello, this is Chief Constable Wendy Akoyo. I am hearing a lot of nonsense. Why is nobody answering my calls? Now here's our girl on radio, this Justine. A menacing foreshadowing that speaks of evil disaster. She's got the overnight stats, stiff little figures are in. A rapidly spiring cone of death. Faster, pussycat. Faster. Hiya, Chief. Just to say, there's been 680 murders last night. So he gathers his cap and his pack of lies, and he flees as the net slowly tightens. He half runs, half farts along to cut above. He's small, he's kneeless, he's frightened. Squadron, we now find ourselves at a precipice uh, in this uh, suburban salon. Uh, domiciled here, we have no recourse but to dwell on our human resources. Our greatest gift is our common endeavour, for it seems to me that people are taught what to think, not how to think. The collective minds in this room would be sufficient to win several series of university challenge. Now, as the shadow of death hangs heavy over this sullen city, it seems to me that we need uh, new beginnings, you know, new thoughts, uh, new ideas, new tactics. Well, in that case, Chief, have we to do some brainstorming? In what sense, Dedane? Well, certainty is not the domain of one single person. Two heads are most definitely better than one. And by sourcing ideas from each other, we will be able to come up with a workable strategy that will allow us to overcome our present difficulties. Free association of thoughts and useful accidental suggestions can often arise, no matter how ludicrous. <laughs> oh, Joshua Fernandez. Oh. Yes. I, I, do you know what? If at first the idea is not absurd, there's no hope for it. No. I'll stand. Yeah. Oh, so quite right. <laughs> Imagination is the beginning of creation, and George Bernard Shaw. Yeah, if you wish to advance the infinite, explore the finite in all directions. Goethe. Hey. Anybody want a copper? Yeah, please. Uh, milk, five sugars, but don't stir it. I don't like it too sweet. I know. Why don't we work in teams? And we can do a presentation for you, Chief. Said that. Durs, Dedane, uh, time is of the essence. Are you absolutely sure that you have a workable plan to present? Oh, yes, oh, Chief Wendy. Yes, we, we don't are. have time to waste. Oh, no. Well, we're ready. Well, if you're ready, then let's hear it. Right. Hello, my name is Gemma Detain. Hello, my name's Andy Terse. And together, we are Calypso, Calypso Eclipse Net. We're looking for £3.25 billion for 0.00026% of our company. Around every street corner. Under every tarpaulin. Behind every shit-smelling bin. And in every Greg's in Barrow. There lurks murderers with the sole intent of doing murders and murdering. There are mothers, granddaughters, even tossers who murder. The lightweight dredge net frame is a welded construction made from heavy gorge aluminium. It's much smaller than the naturalist dredge frame and can be hand-thrown on a rope or used for light towing in conjunction with a bottom sampling dredge for sediment collection. 
Yeah, sorry, can I stop you there? At, at, at present, this, this simply resembles a dragon's den, bitch. Uh, dragon's den... A dragon's den, bitch. Dragon's den, bitch. Yes, dragon's den, bitch. Mm, bitch. I don't know what you're on about. Dragon's den, bitch. Uh. Mm. Onwards. On you go. Yes, anywhere. Uh, attached to my car, Tiger the Tigra, mm -hmm. we'll use the mass from the seafront stuck on the top of Tiger with some gorilla glue. The net will be trailed behind at a constant speed of 37 mph. The general public will be issued an order to stay at home. So only murderers will roam the streets of Slapby Bay. As a safety precaution, a megaphone will be attached to a Tommy microphone and Justine will remind the general public to step to one side and let the net freely collect all at murderers. What do you think, Chief? <laughs> Go on. Chief? Unworkable... Infantile excrement, dismal, shambolic drivel. Well, you're not going to use it then. Well, I liked it. Uh, right, so, well, we need to be a couple of TV cops then. Yeah. Hey, hope out a pair of Irish detectives. Oh, that's right. I'll, I'll be Eamon Holmes. Right. I'll be Brendan Byrne. No, no, no. I'll be the fella who does the reggae reggae sauce. Oh, OK, OK. So how do we find out who the murderer is? Right. How do you find out who is the murderer? Right. How about we have a bicycle race around the town and the first one over the winning line is the killer? Oh, not bad. Or, 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 or we set a trap. Put some food out, you know, like, like bait. What what do murderers eat? Well, yeah. Uh, uh, scum. Bacon. Jumbo peanuts. Yeah. And, and when they start feeding on the light meal, you, you create a diversion. Oh, right. And by clashing cymbals and blowing a trumpet. No, 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 blowing the raspberries. Then, then I'll ensnare them, push it into the back of a van and set fire to it. OK. Now, oh, wait a minute. How about this? Everybody knows that murderers fucking stink. Ah! So, we sniff all the suspects, oh, and, and the one that hangs the most is the murderer. So, we build an electric chair and put them to death. I got loads of stuff in my garage that we can use to build one. We've got spark plugs, an old picnic chair, stopcocks, aisle valves, some bananas, and a rusty slinky. Oh, that'll be grand. What about, oh no, what about a, a, a hot dog eating competition? Yeah, or I'll take off me thong and use it like a catapult, fire a lump of shite into the air, and whoever it lands on is the murderer. Oh, yeah, what, how about an egg and spoon race? Or jumping sack race, or doing a car wheel. Oh, how about a swearing competition? A swearing competition, yeah, yes. Yeah. We'll see who can say fact the most oh, in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the murderer. Oh, I do love an Irish accent. It's so whimsical and and lyrical. It's an emerald isle of poets, isn't it, Ireland? And they're very good at hammering porcelain and all. Very, and I like Pete. Hey guys. Oh, okay. Oh, why the long face, Lukash? Ugh, he's on you. 
She dead. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, she explodes in Londres, my tongue pressed her out. Shit everywhere. It's a terrible sight. So, tonight, I got to see a violent lady. You know, so need waddle feathered. You got to see a violent lady? Yes! Clairvoyant! Oh, oh, you mean a, a clairvoyant? A clairvoyant? Yes, she talking to dead peoples. Uh, it's 38 pound a ticket, Kura! <laughs> but uh, Lukas needs to speak on because I'm looking for Scuttlebutt's kit for painting and I found it for three days. <gasps> I tell you what, Chief, we should do that. Although mine are stunted and tiny, I'm all ears. Expand on that thought, please. If we go, all the dead people will be there tonight, won't they? We can ask them who's been killing them. Well, we are looking to think outside the box. That's a, a, a wonderful idea. That, um, that's genius, that is. Yes. Come, Lupus. Lupus, get in chair. Let's have a look at this waddle. Uh -huh. Let's have a look at Twaddle. Ooh, I must say, it's very poorly maintained. I mean, oh. you know, you can't walk around brazenly displaying a subpar waddle in town centre or even outside Tring Road. <laughs> you might get away with it in Todbrunton, but not round here, my continental friend. Good you man. little gust goblin. Stop telling people what to do with their mm. fucking waddles, yes. Reuben. I'll do it alike. It's, look, it's nothing to do with you once they're paid. Well, it's a free waddle. The, thank you. The chief has maintained an exemplary maintenance schedule with his Hamburg era Keegan, quietly, with no fuss. <laughs> well, yes, I'll make go for a Keegan next time. Mm -hmm. I'll do your half-price Leo fucking say. No, no, I like you with a waddle, you fucking idiot. The way one maintains his Keegan will give you the measure of a man, as my father used to say, always look neat on the street. You never know who you might beat. Squadron, remain vigilant, alert. Keep your eyes peeled, your genitals firmly goaded. Onwards, carry with you the sword of the law. And as a final caveat, I've not totally ruled out the Egan's Boom race. Onwards. To the Tigger, and an evening of prattling on to the dead all of whom seem to have forgotten their names, but will offer reassurances as long as you've got the bread. But instead of the excitement expected when contacting ghosties and ghoulies, the Tigger was full of talk of O'Reilly's, McDonough's and Dooley's. A Celtic tiger in Andy's tank, powered by the chat in the car, and to be frank, I'm not quite sure how we got here. Plot-wise, we seem to have wandered quite far. It started with a chief wondering about the tongues he thought he could master, and ended up being wildly offensive to those who stayed and the whole of the Irish diaspora. Fat, 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 fat. Yeah, that's what I said to him. I said, take the coat to throw him the field. He said, I can't take the field. We're going to fucking get us in there. I've got a pretty with the seaweed bath. He said, you know, sir, you're so good. I took the dairy up here. And then they said to me, I don't want to enter the castle. I said, there's nobody castle in the 17th century. It was a fucking hot niece was executed there. I was executed here. You were executed there. Nobody says that I couldn't get a seaweed bath anymore. And I said to him, anyway, it doesn't matter anyway. It's a real of when Irish eyes are smiling, sure mm -hmm. it's like a morning spring. In the lilt of Irish laughter, you can hear the angels sing. When Irish hearts are happy, all the world seems bright and gay. Very gay. 
But when Irish eyes are smiling, smiling. sure they'll steal your heart away. We uh, seem to have gone down a mildly generalised Irish uh, avenue there, but uh, I think there are some things we can work with. Yes. Minutes now to curtain up on Britain's greatest psychic. Excited chatter in the cheap seats, punctuated by a status quo looking like he aging sidekick. <laughs> Oh, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 would you welcome to the stage Britain's best loved and most successful psychic, a lady that can literally speak with those beyond the grave. Welcome the phenomena that is Yvonne Switzerland. <laughs> She sees you. 
she sees you in the garden, crying. What's the number? 94? Oh, we live at 94, Loxley Road. Yes, 94, 94. Oh, she sees you crying in the garden. She says there's no pain. No pain, my darling. She's with you both. She says... Well, slow down for a minute. What a chatterbox! Oh, oh, oh. She says that you can move her things. It's okay. In her room, you can move her things. She says there's no pain, my love. That she's with you. She's she's with you in the garden at ninety four. She says it's okay, Mum. Don't cry. I'm resting peacefully now, Mum. I'm gonna say goodbye, Mum. Goodbye, Rebecca. Oh, Blow me a kiss. Oh. Goodbye, sis. Oh, she's got no pain, darling. She's at rest. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. goodness. Oh, Lovely, lovely girl. Lovely, really lovely. Yes, lovely girl. No pain. So, I can sense there's someone in this area up towards the back. Oh, now, yes, let me see. Uh, up towards the back. Where are you going? No, no, the side. Uh, the back. Right towards the back, the right hand side, over here. Does that mean anything Here. to anyone? Here is my, oh, is my Timothy. Oh, my Timothy. Yeah, Let's get the oh. microphone to you, my darling. Gosh, who's Timothy Reuben? Uh, Jackie's dead friend. Big ears. Oh, gosh, isn't she good, Andy? She can talk to people what are dead and buried, and then they can talk back to her. Tell her what's been going on. Yeah, she's Britain's best-loved and most successful psychic. Mm, I would merely counsel moderation in your response to this woman's assertions. Right, my love. You have the microphone. I've got it, everyone! Whoa! I've got another one here, ladies and gentlemen. I did shout, my love. Yes, I've got Timothy here with me. <gasps> Is he? Fucking hell, where? Language, Timothy. Seriously, if you could try not to use industrial language, my darling. Yes, he's right here. He's right by my side. He's been dead 27 years. That's right. He passed over to the spirit world, didn't he, my darling? He's saying something about his feet. Did he have trouble with his feet, my love? Oh, yeah, he did. I dragged him round on the concrete behind my bike. I dragged him up to Ash and nephew and back. See? Yes. You hurt my feet, Mummy. Mummy? You're very naughty to hurt my feet. Did he say something about his heart, my love? Did he pass over? Yes, yes, Timothy. Did, did he pass after a heart attack, my love? No, no, it were his head that killed him. Are you sure, my love? Only he's very insistent that he had problems with his old ticker. And, and he's telling you this, is he? Yes, he is. Maybe it was an underlying health condition he kept to himself, my love. Uh, no, no, it, it were definitely his head that killed him. I was there. Oh, I'm so sorry, Timothy. I'm so, so sorry. My darling, he's saying it's not your fault, my love. <laughs> he's saying there's nothing you could have done. 
Well, there was. I could have not cut his head off. I sawed it off in our greenhouse. I can still see his little face, his eyes staring into mine. I beg your pardon? Timothy, my rabbit! <laughs> I sawed his head off with my granddad's saw, just like Gary Schofield told me. You know, the chicken can still live without the heads, chickens and rabbits. I had this video of a chicken running round a farmyard with no head, and he said Timothy would be the same, but it wasn't. But he's all right now, is he? Well... Ask him if he's there with you. Hang on. Is all of him there with you, or is it just his body? Or just his head? Um, all sentient beings are corporally reassembled when they pass to the spirit world. Eh? He's a whole rabbit. Can you ask him if he forgives me? He says he forgives you. And he's very happy that he's got carrots and lots of room to run around. It can run. It couldn't even walk. I dragged all his feet off with my bike. He oh. just used to lay there. He was dead fat. His stumps were all congealed in blood. He's going now, my love. Yes, we, we, we will now have a 30-minute interval, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure you can appreciate Yvonne's psychic energy can become very drained. Uh, sales of her best-selling book, Voices in My Head, are taking place out in the foyer now. Uh, more after the interval. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I tell you what, Andy, she's undeniably brilliant. Gifted. It's not right. Timothy, we're a lazy cock. He wouldn't have been running around at all. Well, I liked it. Backstage in her beige dressing room, Yvonne recharges her psychic battery. Amongst the booze, past its sell-by date marriage, more vile exchanges where once there was flattery. Ah, well, that went well. God, I need a drink. I think you've had enough, don't you? Yeah, I haven't even started, darling. Yeah, I particularly like the bit with the rabbit woman. I was having to improvise because the earpiece is defective. All I got was snatches of what you were saying. Yeah, well, you don't want snatches in your ear, do you? It's not funny, Barry. You said you fixed the earpiece. What do we do now? There's a spare in the bag. And I did fix the earpiece, Yvonne, and the earpiece unfixed itself, OK? And may I remind you that it was I, Barry, who went to the hardware shop, I, Barry, who bought a soldering kit, and I, Barry, who nearly gave himself a migraine, hunched over a table in the Travelodge, mending it. All while you were downstairs, I seem to recall, in the bar, chatting up some web designer young enough to be your son, as is your want. He was 41, Barry. I rest my case, Yvonne. And does I, Barry, get any thanks? No, he doesn't, because I, Barry, has let himself become some sort of glorified bloody roadie. Christ, why don't I, Barry, just grow a ponytail and stop washing between his legs? I'll tell you what. Why don't you get in that bar and get hold of some information from those fucking morons out there so I can turn this show around, so we can get paid and fuck off out of here without getting lynched? And don't forget the accent. All right, all right, I'm going. And no, I really forget the accent. That's it. Interval, int bar, int wine. Gemma senses spectral intervention, almost divine. Half time. Allowing participants to relax briefly. All seem completely convinced. Only one concern. That is chiefly. 
she's ever so good, isn't she? Fancy knowing about that poor lass what banged her bonds. I mean, actually talking to her and all. That lass's voice, we're inside her, wasn't it? And Yaki's rabbit. Well, she must have hundreds of dead people inside her. Well, or the voices, anyway. Oh, she's like God's phone box. Well, I've got to admit, I was very sceptical before tonight. But she's converted me. That was your rabbit, Jackie. Your Timothy. Yeah. 100%. I mean, she knew that I'd sewn his head off and I'd never told anyone that. Well, you told her, didn't you? Well, how did I? Y you said I sawed his head off in Greenhouse. How did she know about his feet then, smart -ass? I don't know. No? If only I'd known he could have talked, I would have asked him if he could survive without his head. And what did you think, Chief? Hmm. I think she's a vile charlatan preying on the credulity of vulnerable, gullible people at their absolute lowest, monetizing people's grief, loss and pain to pay for gastric bands and mock tutors in Cheshire. I think she's filthy, low-life vermin, despicable vulture picking over the carcasses of people's shattered lives. Not so keen, then. And what do you think, Justine? I said, where's Justine? She was next to you, weren't she, Andy? Yeah, she said she didn't feel very well. There's something about voices in her head. She said to say goodbye. Right, never mind. I just need to pop to the loo before it's second half, you know. Oh, have you got one waiting? <gasps> I think so. I don't want to jinx it, but I'll have a quick bash. I'll see you in there either way. It's good, good luck, luck. time. Good luck with it's our okay. tom Andy. Please let it come, my darling. Yes, successful illusions, Didane. Terse. Does. Terse. Does. Terse. Does. Terse. There he sits, broken hearted, pushed and shoved, barely farted. His fear of missing anything has got his inability to let go trumped. So out into the chequered porcelain piss-wash floor, into the arms of a swizzing Swiss Scot to be pumped. Who's it going, Chief? Oh, uh, yeah. All right, ah. Better out than in, eh? <laughs> yeah, would be. Uh, I'm backed up. Oh, well, uh, I suffered the same problem myself. Uh, oh. I find a couple of thigs help. What, do you show them up? Aye, uh, I'm from Edinburgh, you ken. Oh, in Scotland? Aye, I live down by the River Leith. And you're uh, local, are you? Me? Oh, yeah, yeah, I uh, live on Cobden View Road, just up the bay. Cobden View Road, uh, but, uh, top end or uh, yeah, one six three, just one, near six, the fire station. Ah, right. Well, that's the marital home, like you know. I sleep outside in me Tigra since the wife, since she. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry. Aye, my Joan. It's been two years now, but we'll be back together soon. Um. I'm muckle sorry to hear that. Anyway, I must dash. Nice talking to you. And your wife was Joan, did you say? Yeah, she always will be. Aye, 
Of course. Well, goodbye, Avenue. Right, this bit of fucking work now. It will, it does. All this information is correct, is it? Yeah, I don't have the gift of prophecy, but yes. Right, we're on. Tits and teeth, darling. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, sorry. You are right, any luck? No, I might have to do that court hanger thing you said. Yeah. Right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the stage the extraordinary Yvonne Switzerland. Hello. How lovely. Hello, everybody. Lovely, lovely people. Are you all refreshed, are you, ladies and gentlemen? Drain the anaconda and flush your buffers. Listen to me. What am I like? So, let's see. Hopefully there'll be no mutilated bunnies coming through in this half. That was a first for me. But as I say always, I'm just a vessel. I've no control over the spirits. So I've got a lady here. Oh, she's got a funny foreign voice. Is it Angie? Annie? Anya. It's Anya. One of our former friends from the European Union that thankfully we are no longer being swamped with. Does the name Anya mean anything to anybody? Yes, it's a Anya. She's dead now. Guess what I would hope so. Bit slow on the uptake, aren't they, the Slavs? Oh, oh, my darling. Oh, oh, awful. Yes. Oh, she's in real pain, my darling. Real pain. She says it's her tummy. No, it was anus. She got thumb stuck in trumper, and uh, uh, she constipated. The stomach become like airship, big, you know, and it blow up in laundrette. Tumble dry kite in shit. Had to do second wash, 14 pound, curva. How very unlike the home life of our dear queen. I think we'll let discretion be the better part of valour. And leave that story there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, 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 Lukas Nidanya speak. Uh, Aya! Where is Lukas Scuttlebuckit? She's uh, saying she well, doesn't know off. where your Scuttlebucket is. Why that turn house upside down? Look for it. Kurva, where is Scuttlebuckit, Anya? And you not know where is Scuttlebucket? Find yourself, Lukas. Why look everywhere? Not a proper look, not Lukas, look. Fuck you, Kurva. Oh, she's going now, my love. She's going, she's going. No, she's gone. Ush. You tell her, me a banging a friend Isaac from the mini market, Kurva. I'll be sure to pass that on. Good. Now. Yes, my lovelies. Yes. So. Let's see. Now, I'm getting something through. I've got a lady here with me. Her name begins with a J. Is it a June? No, 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 no. It's a Joan. Yes, I know, darling. Oh, 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 she's such a lovely lady, Joan. Joan, does that mean anything to anyone? She says she wants to talk to her husband. Her lovely husband. Way up at the back there, near the, near the rabbit lady. You've got lovely hair. <laughs> Is this making any sense to anybody? Andy? Andy. She says his name is Andy. Hello, Andy. It's me, John. Don't be shy, love. It's your Johnny. Hey, Andy. What? Well, you're Andy, aren't you? And Joan is Joan. 
And we're sitting in rabbit area. Yeah, but Joan's not dead, is she? Well, maybe she's poorly. Come on, Andy, don't be shy. Joan's here and she wants to tell you something. She says it's important. Is here, Yvonne! I... Yvonne! <laughs> this is Andy! Oh, Thank goodness, like pulling teeth! <laughs> now, don't be shy, Andy. Could you stand up? And we'll get a microphone over to you, my darling. Hello, my right. love. Oh, what lovely hair you've got. Oh, Ty, yeah, it's a 92 waddle. Now, Andy, I've got lovely Joanie here with me. She says... She sees you. She sees you at 163. What's 163, my darling? Uh, well, that's our house. 163 Cobden View. It is. 163 Cobden View. Wow! But, um, she, she's not dead. She's agoraphobic. We split up temporarily, like, but she's not dead. How the fuck's that? Now, Andy, I know it's hard for you, my darling. It's hard to accept your Joni's gone. I, I know, my love. I've got Joan here for you again. I saw you at hospital, and they can do fuck all for you. You're being brave, I know, so brave, brave, you big daft bastard. Hang on a minute. I've just got a text from her. How do you explain that? Look, it says... Uh, might go out for a walk in the morning. Make sure you're not fucking hanging about like a bad smell, you twat. How would you explain that then? Right, right move on, you silly cow. What? I must have misunderstood. Move on. Oh, move on. gentlemen, sorry. Shh. I feel quite unwell. My psychic energy is actually becoming really low this evening. I'm going to have to end the show here, I'm afraid. Can you hear me, Yvonne? Hello? It's Hello? Not There's God. a woman, Rodi Carroll, lost her mother in a deep. Shut up, Harry, you don't be lost! She's in Ooh, you were having us on! Get her off! Get her off! Andy, so upset at the sound of his journey, dishevelled, distraught, Jem leads into his tigger and consoles him over the assault of a phony. So, squadron, confirmation of my suspicion. My cynicism was indeed well-placed. The bare-faced pantomime that we have just witnessed, the preying on the vulnerable, the needy, taking money, earning a living from the death and trauma and suffering, the pain of others, these charlatans must be brought to Brook. So that's all bollocks about Timothy, is it? Right. Get me to her. Now. Let's go and discuss it with her. And outside, in a Lucas-Aid lit below-par car park, Andy reveals the intensity of feelings behind his brush facade, and they talk. And somehow in the Tigra, things seem smaller, not bigger, but small things observed, reveals details, where the devil lives, a trigger. Hey, love, come on, what's up? She said that was my John. I 
No, but don't be such a Mary Ellen. Joe's stuck in house with arachnophobia, that's all. Yeah, well, why is she saying she's dead then? And how did she know I've been in hospital? She's probably guessing us on it. But that were her voice. That were a deep, scary voice. We're a dead ringer for our Joan. I know, but come on, she was shit at that rabbit. She probably just dropped lucky with Joan's voice. Well, how did she know Joan called me a fucking idiot then? Because a lot of people call you that, Andy. Eh? Come on. Have I to tickle your tummy? No. Oh, you mardy bum. I know what'll cheer you up. Let's have some chips and gravy and we'll get down to the beach for a song. <laughs> Who the hell are you? Miss Switzerland. I am Chief Constable Steve Gonzern. Fucking Rosers, yeah. And what do you want? Well, an explanation for the mass fraud that we have just witnessed would be a start. Where's your evidence? It was evident, madame, that you were fed information by an accomplice who seems to have been feeding you information through the public address system. What are you going to do then? Fucking arrest me? Wasting money on a nine-month investigation, draining police resources, money you don't have, only to be laughed at by the CPS. Knock yourself out, Zippy. Oh, knock yourself out, eh? That's a thought. <gasps> well, that was a total... Ooh, hello, who's Keep this? your mouth shut, Barry, it's the fuzz. Ah, Mr Switzerland, the accomplice, no doubt. Can you explain to our satisfaction what we have just witnessed in the auditorium? No comment. Start packing up, Barry. Where are you going, are you? I tell you what, let me give you a hand with that guitar. It is yours, isn't it, Yvonne? It's Barry's. Put it down. It's nothing to do with you. Oh, it's a nice guitar, that is it? 12 string, 16, 4 string. Oh, it doesn't God, matter what it is, just give it to me. There you are, love. <laughs> you have two choices. Mr. Switzerland, you can stay in this tent, your wife's in various weeping wounds. Or option number two. You can help us with our inquiries down at the hair station. Oh, does anyone mind if I take what's left of that guitar? Oh, no, help yourself, love. OK. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot, dump. Toilet's full and I want to go home. Home. And back and flat in his frozen wall digs, another day has fallen past. And the chief zoomed out into the darkness, hoping against hope that his spiralling loneliness will eventually pass. All too aware of that failure and this dysfunction, he's looking for love on the web. Intros courtesy of Gash Junction. Baby! Cara. Hi, baby. Right, so you know what it is. You know what's going on. I've just got that crazy-ass bald eagle energy in my bald eagle, and I'm pretty keen to get that juice from you, baby. Look, Cara, we, we, we did say that last time we spoke, we... we, we... Clock's ticking, baby. <sighs> we did agree that we were going to meet other people on Gas Junction. Yeah, we just... yeah, baby, but... <sighs> we didn't click, Cara. Baby. <laughs> Come on, baby. Come on, look, I just want a baby. I... I... Me too, baby. I... Six babies. I... Come on, baby. Look, I don't... I, it's not... I don't want babies. Baby, please. I, I don't want babies. Baby. I, I don't want babies. Baby. I don't want babies, Cara. Come on, baby. Just one baby. I don't want a baby. Oh, baby. Just one baby. Yes, 
Gara, no! And here beneath sheeted night down by the sea, here is simple, pointless existence. The happiness of life's unexamined, only ever found at the end of paths of least resistance. The fatic communion, the withering gamble of those unaware that ours is a world of wild winds and our life brief candles. Come on now, Andy. Tell you what, why don't we sing a special song for your Joan? Yeah. Something that catches how I feel about her. Yes. Yes, that golden thread between you, and that can never be broken. Are we to sing this one, Gemma? It always puts me in mind of our Joan. Working in the lab late one night When my eye beheld an eerie sight my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise Did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash And with a graveyard smash He did the mash It caught on in a flash He did the mash He did the monster mash oh. From laboratory in the castle east To oh. the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble to get a jolt from my electrodes. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. Zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman. And it is done. Woo! The scene was rocking over digging the sounds. I are on chains, backed by his baying hounds. Woo! The coffee bangers were about to arrive yes! with their vocal group. The critic They did the mash. They did the monster mash. It was the graveyard smash. They did the mash. It got on in the flesh. And shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? Mash! It's now the monster mash! The monster mash! It got on in a flash! It's now the monster mash! Cool! Black's part of the band, and my monster mash is the hit of the land for you, the living. This mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them Barry sent you the mash. Do the monster mash. It was a grievous smash. Can you come back? You get done in a flash. Can you come back? You do the monster mash. You mash. Mash is good. Easy, Igor. You impetuous young boy. Your name, my name is Ria Dracula. You have been listening to Curl Up and DI. 
It was written, directed and narrated by Tony Pitts. With additional material from the cast. Catherine Kelly was D.I. Gemma Dutane. Mark Benson was D.I. Andy Terse. Ben Gorman was Chief Concern. Jim Moyer was Richmond, Reuben, Amma Banger Dinagon. Morgana Robinson was Jackie, Yaki and all the Zooms. Nancy Soil was Justine. The series features Kevin Elden, Tommy May, Charlotte Lucas, Jennifer Sayan, Georgia Stanton, Bill Phillips, Moya Twins, Adam Gillen as the killers and visitors of Slapby Bay. The sound editor is Matt Snowden. The script consultant is Alex Dickinson. The line producer is Darcy Collins. The theme music is by Sub Theory. Jenny Gordon was Mr. Pitts' assistant. It's a folding pocket golden thread production. Mm-hmm.